0141-951-1025. It's time to talk football. It's Clyde One Super Scoreboard. Good evening and welcome to Clyde One Super Scoreboard on the return of the Premiership Eve. Michael Beale says Connor Goldson and Ben Davies are in contention for Hibs as he explains a desire to play with two strikers. Celtic's final World Cup representative gets ready to head home. Juranovic's Croatia losing out to some messy magic. And Livingston signed 20-year-old winger Stephen Bradley from Hibs. I'm Gordon Duncan and joining me tonight you have Hugh Keevans is here, Cammy Bell and Hugh we are delighted to be on the eve of the return of the Premiership. Well, Michael Beale says he's overly ready for the game against Hibs tomorrow. I think he'll be overly talented for Hibs at the same time. And Josip Juranovic can't get back because he's got to play in the third placed game in Qatar. That is the official waste of time going through the motions game where no one can ever remember who the winner was. And if I ask you four days from now, never mind four years from now, you won't be able to tell me who won. Now, we know at this time of the year, the night before can be just as exciting as the main day, Cammy Bell, but I don't think that quite applies to the football. We're definitely in the preparation stage, the big night still tomorrow. But like we said, the return of the Premiership Eve and plenty to look forward to. Yeah, new era as well for Rangers uh, under Michael Beale. So really looking forward to how they start. They need to start well under them. They need to be positive, which they did at the weekend. They got a good result uh, in a friendly. But yeah, it's, it's going to be exciting to see what Timmy puts out and how he can get a better tune than Giovanni Van Bronckhorst did out of these players. Right, where are you? 0141 Come on, I know that it's been... A weird couple of weeks With a World Cup Smack bang in the middle of the season In November Scotland weren't even there And it's been good at times But I think if we're all being honest We've been missing The top flight football The Championship League 1 and so on Has been brilliant for us But I know lots of you Are fans of Premiership teams So if you've been missing it And you've been counting down the days Surely this is the day That you start getting back in touch This is us We're back We're in that traditional Match day minus one As they call it In modern day speak Hugh Keevan So mm. we're asking you Get in touch, Rangers fans, Hibs fans. How are you feeling about tomorrow? Who should play? Who shouldn't play? What are you expecting? Especially from a Rangers perspective, it's a new era, as Cammy Bell says. So we'll play you some of Michael's Beale, Michael Beale's press conference today, Rangers fans. Uh, what do you think? Does he risk the likes of Connor Goldson, Ben Davies, throw them straight in? Do you save them for perhaps a different test down the line? He's speaking about wanting to play with two strikers and do that soon. Will we see that tomorrow? Will it be Cholak and Morelos Or does he mean Someone else Someone that we've, we've not thought of Playing in a A striker's role And ultimately How important is it That he gets His Rangers era Off to A winning start Do let us know Right now please Don't hang around 0141 951 1025 Celtic fans You got your final look At your man At the World Cup Last night I suppose it was all about A certain other uh, Player The Argentinian number 10 Is not bad In case you hadn't noticed But what did you make of it Did Juranovic manage to Get into the game much Or were Croatia very much uh, Second best in that one You won't quite get him back yet uh, It'll be a few days I suppose Before he's back But how do you look back on uh, His World Cup overall And what's next for you And anything else at all That you think we've missed That you've been waiting Patiently To get off your chest For a couple of weeks Now is the time And this is the place to share it Come on 0141 951 1025 And we thought it would be a drag this break, Hugh Keevans, but oh. it's, it's, I think we've done okay. Yeah, 
both domestically and in terms of uh, Juranovic, Maeda, uh, those who have uh, been with Scottish clubs and represented their countries in Qatar, Aaron Moy, uh, the Hearts guys in the Australian squad. Um, everything about it has been good. But I think tomorrow night you'll see a unique occasion at Ibrooks because it's like a fresh beginning for Rangers. Giovanni Van Bronckhorst's era is over. The five-week break is over and then comes Michael Beale. And he will lap up the occasion, but he has no margin for error. He simply has to hit the ground running. The only thing that he can do is win matches and hope that Celtic drop points along the way because that's the only way the nine-point gap is going to diminish. So it will be a big occasion for him and I think he's very fortunate because he's playing a team who are smack out of form Six defeats in their last seven league games Hibs are At the moment Struggling Toiling Use any phrase applicable Yeah I totally agree Hugh And I think tomorrow night's all about Michael Beale delivering That's what he needs to do on the night He needs to deliver He needs to get the three points And, and start to I've said it before Start to slowly put pressure on the Celtic That's all he can do The nine points gap But he can reduce that to six tomorrow night To put the pressure on Celtic having to go and play Aberdeen at the weekend um, and, and again getting performances out of his team because <sighs> Rangers fans for the last six, seven weeks before they broke up they had seen one or two half-decent performances it had been really inconsistent and they haven't seen that consistent performance for a long time and Michael Beale needs to get that out of this team I must admit I've missed this I've missed building up to a Premiership game or Premiership games on here it's been a good few weeks now so let us know what is on your mind 01419511025 Call us right now Rangers fans, Hibs fans Let's set the scene uh, for you um, Because we were hearing from Michael Beale His first pre-match press conference As manager today So have a listen Let us know what you think And pick up the phone He says they are ready to go Ready to try and reach their best level soon I think we're ready to go I think the last two weeks been a lot of frustration that we've waited for it certainly on my part as well um, but I see a group that's uh, chomping at the bit to get started tomorrow night I just need them to play the best version themselves I need to see a team that's got a lot of cohesion that's aggressive in its pressing aggressive in its forward running and I want them to show the same quality that they showed at the weekend against Bayer Leverkusen and I think that will, will give us a good chance of uh, winning the game all we can control is ourselves and if we win games of football, then it gives us the best opportunity. There will be that anticipation, Hugh, that it's a almost expected and listening to you and others expected Rangers go and win the game. Everyone's talking about how he needs to win, needs to get off to a winning start. That, I suppose, he'll be hoping use they can use that as a source of motivation, a source of inspiration, rather than it being some sort of burden. Do you think they'll be chomping at the bit? Yeah, for sure. Uh, but at the same time there has to be that realisation that a win and only a win will do because there would be an adverse reaction from the crowd if any points were dropped tomorrow night I don't for one moment think that any points would be dropped I think Hibs would be on the end of a hiding tomorrow night uh, because there's so much going for Rangers and so much that has gone on for Hibs uh, Rangers go into the match Overwhelming favourites 50,000 crowd Michael Beale will get a hero's welcome Even though he's done nothing yet And Hibbs, I think Will be sacrificial lambs tomorrow 
Oh, he's gone on early with his match prediction Earlier than uh, than ever before But it's, get, look, get, I'll cut him some slack tonight It's been a few weeks since we had Premiership football He, Michael Beale, also spoke about wanting to play Attacking football And this might interest you Rangers fans And I wonder what you make of it Have a listen and give us a call right now Because for months We had calls on this show about wanting to see Two strikers And maybe trying Cholak and Morelos together um, well, Michael Beale says that's something he wants to do and soon. I think they'll see a team close to what they were used to when I was here under Stephen in terms of the way that we want to play and play close together and play front foot attacking football. And I think it's just about three and one or two players up. That always happens when a new coach comes in. I certainly want to play with two strikers at times and you should expect that in the coming games that we play with two strikers. That's a, a little bit of a hint of what's coming. I want to put more strikers on the pitch, more goal scorers, and I want to play up around the other team's box. Found that quite interesting, Cammy. Like I said, in the context, because we've spoken about it before. Also, from the point of view that I don't think he wasn't asked specifically about two strikers. He seemed quite keen to offer up that information himself. Yeah, again, I, I genuinely thought under Gio would have seen it because of the way that Rangers were really struggling under form and, and he couldn't quite find the right formula to get them going. So I thought he maybe would have threw it in now and again to see if it or give it an opportunity to work. Seems like Michael Beale seems quite keen on it. I'm pretty sure they have been working on that on the training field if, if he's quite confident that he's going to try that. Um, it's great to hear him wanting to play attacking football, front foot football as he calls it and that's something that Rangers haven't done, they've been on the back foot in a lot of games, been laboured looked lack of energy, I know Michael Beale spoke about the fitness of the squad as well and says they're not quite there where he wants their fitness to be but that'll get worked on between um, now and the next few weeks ahead of themselves in all these games um, so it's it's all positive for Michael Beale, but ultimately it's about him delivering. Tomorrow night's when he gets his big opportunity to deliver a performance and bring three points home, which are really really vital. Let's bring in Andy, who's a Rangers fan. What did you make of what you just heard from the new manager there, Andy? Hi, how you doing, guys? Oh, I, thank you. I well, I've been you know, I mean, if you listen to what you read in the papers and what you're listening, what a good vibe come out of. I books you know, really good vibes, but. I'm still no. I was saying you're producing. I'm still not too sure about the two strikers. Can I think that would push Alfredo? Can you play Kolak through the middle? It might push Alfredo out wide, and that I don't. To me, that wouldn't suit him. And then they look at oh, who do we drop in midfield? Then no, I would still just maybe stick with the one striker in there. Yeah, I wonder what wonder what he means by it, Hugh. Whether it's specifically because look, the only two strikers yeah. are are Morelos and Cholak. Uh-huh. Is that specifically what he means Or does it just mean Playing someone else Like a striker You know Does it mean like Playing Ryan Kent Up with Cholak Does it mean I don't know Whoever Malik Tillman Or, or is it Do you take that Simply to, to suggest That we will see Morelos and Cholak In a team together soon uh, I take it to mean That you'll see them Tomorrow night um, That soon Wow And I, I think we have to let Michael Beale Get his philosophy across Um I don't think it's right to criticise the man in advance for playing two strikers. He's trying to do everything that Giovanni Bronckhurst wasn't doing laterally. He's trying to be offensive. He's trying to be aggressive, entertaining at the same time. And no more seven points dropped against St Mirren, St Johnston and Livingston. He's trying to be that kind of Rangers, the best version of themselves that they can be. So, Andy, I think you're going to have to trust the man. 
You wanted a change of manager You got it And now he says he wants two strikers I think you're going to have to Take him at his word And judge the team face value That's what you're, don't, don't listen to Mandy You're allowed to have your concerns What is it about it that you don't think would work? I just want to say I think that might If he's going to play the two As you say As well Fredo and Kolak I think Fredo would be pushed out to the wide And, and to me that doesn't really suit him I'd rather him in the middle You know picking the ball up In the centre of the park You know uh, Rather than being out wide Cammy what do you think? Yeah, I, I mean, it all depends on what Michael Beale's been working on. Um, it could mean that he's playing two central strikers, um, which teams do, um, and completely change his, his formation. It's pretty rare, isn't it, though? Yeah, nowadays. no, listen, it is, it is nowadays, but again, he's got two quality strikers there. So it's not as if he's 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 got one and one that's a lot of, quite far behind him. He's got Cholak, who's been in really good form this season, and Morelos. We know what Morelos can do if he gets the right tune out of him and gets him playing the way that he can be playing. I know it is rare So listen It all depends on The the formation And the way that Michael Beale sets up I, I agree with Andy I wouldn't like to see Morelos out wide I don't think that would suit him um, mm. But it, it sounds as if And I don't think Michael Beale um, Would want that either I think he if he's talking about two Playing two strikers There'll be two central strikers Michael Beale knows Alfredo Morelos His strengths And his weaknesses Because he's been there And he's worked with him so he won't play Morelos in a position mm. that is not good for him. Mm. But I think the idea from now until January 2, when he plays Celtic, which is the, I underline, the most important game for Michael Beale, until he gets to that one, he's trying to create an atmosphere here. He's trying to lift Ibrooks, everyone out of their seats tomorrow night. And he wants to start with a resounding win over Hibs. And that's why two mm. strikers. And go for it big time I wonder though If The Game against Bayer Leverkusen Offered up some clues Cammy Because You know Cholak Played As a It wasn't like a lone strike You know Ryan Kent was quite close to him yep. Tillman was close to him Matonda was close to him The four were all Quite close to each other And they, they sort of Rotated round quite a lot So is is it maybe Is that how Alfredo Morelos And Antonio Cholak Fit into this It wouldn't be Perhaps what Andy fears It's not like Alfredo Morelos then goes out And hugs a touchline yep. To allow Cholak to play You know it, it might be Something a bit more fluid Yeah and again Michael Beale uh, Touched on that In his press conference there. He said that they would be Close together And in the like the, A way they played Under Steven Gerrard When he was there That they interlinked With each other Very closely um, I, I agree with you What you're saying Michael Beale knows what Alfredo Morelos' strengths are He had him playing unbelievable football When he was last coaching him um, He'll want to get him back to that level um, And scoring the goals and being productive for Rangers So I, I totally trust in what Michael Beale's going to do I mean, that, listen they've got, a, they've got a good game to start with tomorrow night As Hugh said A team that's absolutely bang out of form In the league, at home It's a great one But you look at Tuesday night's game Away at Aberdeen Very, mm. very difficult game but Rangers need to get this continuous winning form in up and running before they get to mm -hmm. this old form game. Uh, yeah, the big games do come thick and fast, Andy. Quite an interesting update on Connor Goldson and Ben Davies. They are available. They're available for selection, but they might not quite be 100%. Do, do you take a risk? Do you pitch them in? Do you wait for another game? What would your, your view be on that? Uh, well, I'm hoping, I'm hoping by you know, 60 minutes that Rangers are... We'll go to game one And they might give him a wee run out 
because you know yourself, Cam will tell you, and this, and this tie get warmed up, and this weather, if you just get back to injury, I mean, you don't want to be taking too many chances, uh, but it's great to have Connor Gold, definitely. Well, I have missed him, you know, I mean, really missed him at the back. So, I, if things go well tomorrow, which touch would they do? You might even bring one for 15 minutes just to give my beer run out. Yeah, you mentioned something like that, Cammy. The fact that you can use five subs now helps you sort of integrate players back in for a, a set amount of minutes. I think the Connor Goldson one's a, that's, that's miles ahead of schedule, or, or miles ahead of what we were told when he first yep. got injured. How big a boost is that if Rangers fans could even see him for 15, 20 minutes tomorrow? It's huge. I mean, again, I don't think Rangers will be rushing him because it has been obviously a serious muscle injury, and, and it's something that they'll be wary of that. The weather, as Andy's mentioning, it's it's not ideal coming back in or coming on as a sub. They'll make sure he's a hundred percent ready to come on, but it's a huge boost for me. Listen, some Rangers fans criticise Connor Goldson. I think they now understand how important he is for the team and um, what he does for the team. Listen, he has made mistakes and errors at the back, but he, he, over a period of time, he's been very consistent. And for me, one of Rangers' top defenders gets a lot of criticism that I don't think is deserved. Um, and, and we've noticed that over the last period of time uh, How good, how much a, a leader he is And, and again, the younger guys around him they, they've, they've really missed his influence on the pitch Yep, uh, he will go on uh, Because Andy's hoping that the, it can be uh, settled by 60 minutes I would guess it would be settled in the first 45 oh, minutes you, you, you've, you've been away from the football for too long Your predictions are going to be even more Listen, vociferous than normal As ever, I will tell you exactly what I think Why not just wrap it up inside the first 20 then? No, 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 maybe not that early But <laughs> by half time the game will be done Because you've got a team Who really must put on a performance In front of a full house and another team who are incapable of stopping them. Honestly. Anyway, we'll see. Thank you very much to Andy. Here's the one. Let's let's play a game, right? Rangers fans and anyone else who wants to take part because Michael Beale revealed today that Leon King will sign a new contract soon. You'll hear about it in the coming days. He also revealed there is another senior player who is set to sign a new contract and he confirmed that that senior player is not Ryan Kent. So, I don't know, let's play a bit of a guessing game Who is this mystery man? Who is this mystery man that's going to sign uh, a new contract in the coming days? Because I've been having a thinking There's not too much that jumps straight out But you're much better at this stuff than me So 01419511025 Let us know and we'll speak to you next You are the voice of Scottish football Call 01419511025 Clyde One Super Scoreboard Cammy Bell and Hugh Keevans are here this time tomorrow Everyone will be heading along to Ibrox for the first Premiership game in about five weeks It's great to have the top flight back uh, But it'll be even better if you join in the build-up on the phones right now 01419511025 Celtic fans, I know you've got a bit longer to wait at Saturday lunchtime And then the rest of the games Saturday afternoon So get your early thoughts in if you so wish 01419511025 uh, Maybe you can do your final uh, episode of Juranovic World Cup Watch After last night Let us know uh, what you're thinking With regards to his situation And as always if there's anything else out there Pick up the phone and let us know It was Michael Beale's pre-match press conference today though uh, And away from the game tomorrow He confirmed that Leon King Is set to sign a new deal Along with another senior player He wouldn't say who But he did say it wasn't Ryan Kent uh, And I wonder who you thought it might be Rangers fans Let us know 
Yeah, there's positive signs on that. I think you hear something in the next couple of days with him and, and one other player as well signing new deals, which I think is really important for the club. I think when you look at the squad, we've got some players under 25 or 25 and below that are really important to the future in terms of what we want to do, but also the style of which we want to play, and Leon's one of them, so I'm delighted. I've seen him, obviously, he was part of the first-team squad when I was here previously, but he's grown up a lot in the, in the last year. It's important we manage him well, because I think he's got potential to kick on and be a very good player for, for Rangers and, and for the national team, obviously, as well. Let's go to Colin, who's in Balloch on the line. Colin, th- throw a name at me. Who, who might this mystery man be that's also going to sign the new contract? Well, uh, I would I would go for Scott Arfield actually because uh, he's been the mainstay of the engine room for Rangers and uh, uh, he goes back with Stephen Gerrard, Michael Beale. It makes sense to me. And uh, like I said to the producer, uh, he's he's a main man for me. All right, and that's something you'd be happy with as well, Colin. You sound like you're in, you're in favour of that if it is to be him, yeah. Yeah, sure. Uh, you know, even though he's about thirty-two or so, but uh, I mean, he he pulls the strings. I know there's uh, Ryan Jack and the two of them work well together. But uh, I would say Arfie. Uh, I would I would I would go with him to be the next signing. He'll or, be delighted, Colin. You've taken two years off him. He's thirty-four. But um, I think Michael Beale's tried to create a mood of positivity. So you get Leon King. Uh, to sign a contract extension I felt sorry for Leon King In the latter days of Giovanni Van Bronckhorst Because of injury And the, the, the side's poor form Leon King was looking a bit wearied by it all uh, And wasn't the player that everyone knows he can be and will be uh, So he'll be revitalised under Michael Beale. Uh If it was Scott Arfield Then as I say The manager's trying to create a mood of positivity He's not Putting players on a contract extension to annoy the Rangers fans And Arfield still has plenty of life in him Even at 34 um, Anyway, I go back to it It was an awful, awful night against Liverpool And uh, Rangers lost seven goals But he was still capable of scoring Champions League goals that night uh, So, if it was Arfield Then I wouldn't see any reason to feel despondent about it Um it's like Well it's board game season Cammy. It's like we're playing Our own game of guess who here But we're not asking for Who's wearing Glasses and who's got a moustache We're sort of looking at Who might be out of contract Or who, sorry Who is out of contract soon um, and, and who might This person be He was asked You know Is it a senior player Or a young one He said it's a senior player He was later asked Is it Ryan Kent And he said no Um is it Scott Arfield? Is you any other suggestions? What do you make of Colin's case? Yeah, no. Listen, I, I think Colin could be could be right with Scott Arfield. Um, again, he probably fits the bill that Rangers would want to keep him around the club. He's thirty four, but I think he can still do a job for Rangers, uh, especially domestically. I think he he scores goals for them. He can dictate the midfield. He works hard. He's a good professional. Listen, Rangers need to keep these some of these senior guys around about the place because they they know the culture of the club, they know the demands mm-hmm. for the, all these new players that come in. And I would imagine there's going to be an influx of new players coming in, some in January, but more in mm-hmm. the summer. So to have these guys who have been there and done it um, at top level is really, really important that they can teach them the culture and the environment. So for me, Scott Arfield, to give him another year, it wouldn't surprise me. Yeah, I mean... Colin, he's played 23 times this season So he's clearly been involved At the same time I look quickly across the last six games And I think one of them was a start And the other five were sub-appearances 
Do you read anything into to that in terms of involvement going forward, or is this about Michael Beale? Do you think this is a player that Michael Beale knows from before and wants to put trust in and and have around the place a bit longer? Yeah, exactly. I think he, he would like to hang on for his experience, and uh, I mean, yeah, for sure, he's definitely one for to keep him to certainly for the experience and uh, to take things forward a wee bit. And even though he, he's a bit part player at the moment, but he certainly he has a he's a good guy. He's a good a good servant for Rangers, and he's been there from the beginning, from from when Jay, Stephen Gerrard signed him, and uh, so yeah. I certainly would hope to see him staying at Irox. Yeah, you've built a case. Um, look, I can see Twitter and the way it works, Cammy. I can see Rangers fans sort of not not as enthusiastic about any of the any of the potentials as Colin is because they're saying, well, you know what, a lot some of the guys are getting a bit older and and maybe none of had brilliant seasons anyway, and and sort of wondering, you know, who who is it? Who is this guy that that we need to give a new contract to right now? Um, do you understand that? Or is there part of it that just you come back to the fact that like you can't get rid of everybody? You're not going to move everybody on. You need some sort of stability. You need some sort of experience. Is that where you're coming from? Yes, but I do get the frustration of the Rangers fans as well because ultimately a lot of these players haven't performed this season. Um, but one I would say is that you need to have players that, what I just said, is players that have been in and around the club, know the culture, because there's going to be guys that are coming from different countries um, never played in Scotland before Don't know much about the club And the history of the club So to have these guys there Is really really important for me And and Scott Arfield's a, a, a great pro To have at the club Yeah and Bobby T says I'll put my house on it It's Ryan Jack Signing a new deal I suppose that would be another Again, Possibility if it, if it was Ryan Jack What's wrong with that? You know, I don't think he's saying There's anything wrong with it um, Scotland internationalist though. Yeah I don't think he said, didn't say there was anything wrong with it. He just says, "I'll put my house on it." Ryan Jack signing a new deal. Well, well big bet that might be a small house. Who knows? But still, <laughs> I'm um, putting my house on. Hibs losing heavily. Keevan's <laughs> Towers. You've made that clear. That's for sure. Uh, I suppose Ryan Jack would fit that again. That profile of well, he's, he's out of contract at the I, end of the year. I think the problem is like Rangers fans at this moment in time are waiting for Michael Beale to probably give them a little bit more information on the two big names that they're looking at which is Ryan Kent and, and Morelos which listen we've obviously heard recently that might not yeah, happen he said Morelos yet then yeah so not, exactly not, not quite yeah. not, not there yet don't you think but again it, that that's what I feel as if they're waiting for they're waiting for one of these the bigger names at, at Rangers at the moment not your your Ryan Jackson Arfield and no disrespect to them at all but the, the Ryan Kent and, and the uh, Morelos situation will get sorted out in January mm-hmm. uh, we'll find out whether they're staying or going and I think that's sort of the frustration of the Rangers fans well, Thank you to Colin in Balloch uh, John's in Helensborough he's got some thoughts on it Hi John Hi, uh, Good evening panel How's it going? Not bad, not bad Good man, what's your thoughts then? Who's it going to be? Um, I strongly think it's going to be Glenn Kamara um, I really feel that um, with uh, Bill's comments after is at the Leverkusen game where mm-hmm. they turned around and said um, Rangers training and on the pitch is not a Rangers team without Glenn Kamara so to me that was strong words um, maybe try to persuade because all that speculation with him wanting away uh, bids coming in from France etc um, so I think I really think he's strongly trying to keep a hold of him. And I, I think your Morelos, your, your Kent, that will deal with itself. 
um, that, that's, that's been in the pipeline now for the last six, seven months and they've not signed a line. Um, so I think um, Bill's going to focus on the players he wants at the club, not the, not the players that don't want to be there. Well, that would be an interesting one, Hugh, for a couple of reasons. Kamara's not actually out of contract for a couple of years yet. He signed mm-hmm. a new one last year. But... To be fair to John And many others Have heard Andy Halliday's been in here And told us Look Glenn Kamara's Michael Beale's favourite You know yeah, he, yeah. he loves him Maybe Maybe it is an extension Maybe You put You know You throw a bit more money At that player You you you, you show that you want to Build your team around him Could that be possible? And then the fans know That Michael Beale's Really serious about things here Because Rangers could get money For Kamara Good money uh, but if he persuades him to extend the contract beyond what he has left, then again, the mood of positivity is made all the stronger. Uh, he's got to do it on the park starting tomorrow, but these things that matter off the park are really important. Uh, you must keep on winning matches, and if you've convinced a player like Kamara, don't go anywhere else. Mm. You can have a big future here Because this club is going to have a big future Then It Ignites the supporters I mean he's not up until 2025 Cammy. So I'm not, You wouldn't you wouldn't have to rush But Maybe as, jo- as John says would, you know, would it send out some sort of Statement Because it feels like Everyone just expects Glenn Kamara to move At some point soon It feels like it's been heading that way For whatever reason And that might be completely wrong And then this would definitely put that to bed I think everyone feels as if it's been heading that way Because of the, the turn in form Since again under Stephen Gerrard For me he was he was one of the top players And, and um, was performing at a real high level And then since Gio it just didn't work out Looked as if he had fell out of favour a little bit but football has shown us all before that things turn around very quickly. A change of managers came in. Michael Beals came in. For me, we'll, we'll play him because he likes him as a player and as a person. And it could be that statement of intent to say, yes, l- l- listen, as you said, there's bits coming in, but we want to keep this player. We want to keep him at Rangers and I will be the guy that makes these final decisions and we're signing him on a long-term contract. If anyone wants to buy him, it's going to be huge money then. So... He- I mean, it's it's an absolute possibility that he could be the one because I do think he will now play week in, week out under Michael Beale. How much are you looking forward to it all starting again tomorrow, John? What are you expecting? I actually feel everybody have every emotion. Uh, just hopefully we just get heads down and uh, just um, Beale gets his chance to maybe showcase uh, what could be coming for us in the coming months. Uh, just looking for a nice, strong performance. You expecting it to look noticeably different in terms of the way they go about it? Majorly different. Under Gio, you, you've seen that everybody could see it was very passive. Gio kind of tended to go for players that could play football at his feet rather than the, 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 um, the rough and tumble type of player. Hence the reason they got rid of your Katic, uh, your Balligans. So to maybe add that wee bit of energy, hunger and just a bit of fight. And I think that's um, also why maybe Glenn Kamara's head's changed because Glenn Kamara's not the type of player that wants to turn back, pass the ball. Glenn Kamara's in your face, he's full of energy, he's aggressive. And we all know Glenn Kamara's at his best when, when he's under pressure. And with Seals type of play, it didn't, it didn't suit the likes of Glenn Kamara and I totally understand why his head's turned and that's why I think Beals wants to tie him down uh, just to get to get the, the Kamara back that they inherited from Dundee many years ago yeah I mean Hugh this is it's a slightly different 
situation to be in when a new manager when any new manager comes in sort of mid-season we always talk about well it's going to take a bit of time to get your style of play implemented but there yeah. are two major things that change this one we've had a World Cup break so he's all of a sudden had a couple of weeks on the training ground yeah. and the second is that he's been here before Yeah. so should it for good or bad should it be a team that imitates Michael Beale a lot quicker than than when you know any other new manager comes in is there any reason why you don't see nearly the finished Michael Beale idea tomorrow I'm not saying it's going to be super effective straight away but at least going about it in in his manner yeah uh, I think tomorrow you see the the Beale philosophy and then it's on to Pataudry Aberdeen away and then it's uh, Ross County away and then an easy one against Motherwell and then (laughs) and then uh, it's the Celtic game So it's quite straightforward I, I expect the philosophy To be Highly visible tomorrow And then Aberdeen Ross County Motherwell There must be nine points From those games As well as the three against Look him Look at this guy he's not, he's not content predicting one game He's now, pre- he's now no, predicting no, no. months no, worth No, 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 no I'm just We're saying in the January I'm, now I'm saying there must be I'm not saying he will I'm saying that there must be nine points From the games that yeah. follow him to go into the Celtic match with a chance of restu- uh, reducing the gap between the clubs. Listen, ultimately we look at the whole season from now on uh, into the end of the season. Rangers can't afford to drop any points. They, yeah. need, they need to almost mm-hmm. win every single game, which would be incredible, but is is achievable. For me, there, there's big games and Hugh's right, they need to get off to a good start on this. And then the old, old farm game is massive. If they were we, were to win that, it gives them every confidence to go on and, and produce that sort of unbelievable end towards the season. Thank you very much to John. It's time for you to get your calls in. It's a perfect time to do it. We're going to get some travel news, so why not pick up the phone and share your thoughts with us? And before we do any of that, you're definitely going to want to get involved in this. Cash for Kids Mission Christmas. It's J&D Pierce. Structural steelwork specialist, proud to support the local community. How do you like the sound of winning a brand new 72-plate Mercedes A-Class? It is an incredible car, I've been out to see it. And by the way, of all the features that it's got, clearly the one thing you're going to need the most right now is get heated seats, right? So we can get to all the other fancy stuff at a later date. It's got heated seats. It's about, how, how cold was it when you were driving up from... I passed Abington this morning It was minus 13 still <laughs> There is no need for that whatsoever uh, So you'll have a nice warm backside uh, If nothing else If you manage to win the car And You'd be making a difference To children in Glasgow and the West That need your help this Christmas as well So it, it's a proper win-win situation You basically text the word CAR C-A-R To 84901 The text costs a standard network rate message Plus a £5 donation To Cash for Kids So you're helping battle Holiday hunger this is children, the harsh reality of it is that they don't even get a hot meal from the time they finish up school to the time they go back. They don't get any of that at home. So we're trying to make a bit of a difference uh, this Christmas. You'll feel good about that, I'm sure, at making a difference and you'll feel really good when you're cruising around in your new Merc uh, after Christmas as well. So like I say, text CAR to 84901. Lines close 6pm Saturday the 17th of December. Over 18s only. Full T's and C's at Clyde1.com. 
0141-951-1025. This is Scottish football's league leader, Clyde One Super Scoreboard. Cammy Bell and Hugh Keevans are here at 0141-951-1025. I hope you're all keeping safe out there in these sub-zero temperatures. You can tell it's cold because Hugh Keevans has come to his work Dressed as the milk tray man ah. I like it that's quite, a, that's quite a sophisticated look See Old codger look Listen I started at 4 o'clock I left the house at 4 o'clock To try and get here Transportation's a bit difficult now So anyway I ended up back in the house At 5 o'clock Desperately phoning a taxi So that I could meet you two You, you were time. later than I've ever seen I was worried yeah. for you I mean Cammy. On one hand, look, it's a pretty low bar, right? You've not got much to contend with. You've seen the state of some of them. But of all the pundits, I would say you're the one that keeps a close eye on the world of fashion. Are you happy with these? Is that a, is it pole? What's the difference between a polo neck and a turtleneck? Well, we're at it. This is a polo neck. I was going to say, is it? turtle further up, I think. Right. Choking you. I, I, nah, I, listen, I, I think... We ask look, all the burning questions on this show, don't he, we? He's looking, he's looking <laughs> fine. I, 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 it's nowhere near the standard of his waistcoat when I was last in. That was incredible. No, 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 no. Ah, but that, that was, that was aided by... An, an afternoon at the cash for kids lunch <laughs> 01419511025 Apparently Turtle is just the American version According oh, right, to okay. producer Callum He would know That man is no stranger uh, To a turtleneck Let me tell you Paul <laughs> is a Celtic fan On the line What's your point tonight Paul? Alright guys how's it doing? Not bad how are you? You well? I know bad guys What's your point? Uh, I listen to Mace nights And if I don't usually listen to work But the last few nights um, I think the optimism of the Rangers fans is Absolutely through the roof. Um, and I just I don't know if anyone watch any other football, but I know for a fact my cousin's a, Ranger, a big Rangers fan, and he's going to me about Michael Beals, the brains behind the behind the Gerrard and all that. And I remember one night, um, the last five games with QPR, the form he actually lost four and drew one of them. And I don't know if Rangers fans have been looking at any of that, but I think the optimism is a wee bit uncalled for. Do you know what I mean? I think Celtic could just be dying to get back into normal action this weekend. It's the beauty of it, Hugh. Paul may well be right, and we'll find out in the coming the coming days and weeks and months. Without doubt, but if you're not optimistic now, you never will be, because the Rangers fans have spent the first 15 games of the season growing gradually more and more depressed, because the team turned into easy touches. St Johnston, Livingston, St Mirren. It was just one calamity after another, and no sign of life about the team. The manager has to go And the new manager comes in Therefore If you're not optimistic tonight You never will be And they've got a soft touch to play tomorrow At Ibrook So Paul You know You, you can understand why People are optimistic now No but Paul you can't understand no, why well, well he should Because as you said If it goes flat on the park Then the optimism mm. dies But at the moment You've got to be optimistic So you ultimately you think it's misplaced Paul You think Celtic will come out of this break stronger You think they'll kick on You don't think this improves Rangers much No, well, Hugh outlined the fixtures for Rangers up and coming For the next few games And I think after the 2nd of January We'll just see that optimism was uncalled for And I love my life But I, I, I usually think that um, if it's too good to be true It probably is They're not saying it's too good to be true they're just looking for the new manager mm. bounce and they're looking for it from a man who's been there before and has won a league with Rangers. So you're, you're quite right. If it goes pear-shaped tomorrow or at Aberdeen or Dingwall or against Motherwell, then 
that's a different story. But at the moment, this night, this is like Christmas Eve for the Rangers fans. If the presents don't turn up tomorrow night, it's been a lousy Christmas. But and you need to see if you've kept the receipt. I don't think exactly. you get that, that, that option when it comes to a manager. Um, I, I can't. I'm quite fascinated by it because I think I kind of get where Paul's coming from because I think there is a lot of optimism and there is a lot of positivity that have come on the show from Rangers fans. But I don't know how you measure optimism. I don't know what's too optimistic and what's not because I don't think we've had anyone on saying our oh, Rangers are going to win the league. Or even We're going to run Celtic really close I've not, I've not really heard that I think the most optimistic Outpourings that we've had Is that They're going to get better And they're going to Get better out of the players That were there And they can improve um, And my goodness Surely they'll improve After the way it ended For the previous manager They've got to improve And again you've got to be optimistic A new manager coming in The fans have to be optimistic I'm pretty sure when, when Celtic made the change And Ange came in The Celtic fans were optimistic That he was going to do the job for them And turn it around So Rangers fans for me Have got every right to be optimistic um, I've said it before It's it's in Celtic's hands To, to chuck away the title um, Rangers, all Rangers can do at this moment in time Is put them under pressure If you asked Michael Beale Is the title over? I'm pretty sure his answer right now would be no um, You asked Giovanni Was the title over He couldn't answer the question He, he never said yes or no um, And that was a warning sign for me That he had almost mm-hmm. gave up That he, he wasn't or, or he couldn't there, produce the goods for me There's a subtle difference Cammy, I think Between the arrival of Postacoglu And the arrival of Michael Beale uh, When Ange Postacoglu got here he was inheriting an utter shambles. I don't think Rangers are an utter shambles. They're not far off it yep. until they get the points in the bag. But also, the Celtic fans didn't know who he was, couldn't pronounce his name, and happily found out that he was a manager and then some, and with a great eye for a player. The Rangers fans have someone who's been there before, won a title with them, and also has an eye for a player. Do you fancy Celtic to come out of this break stronger, Paul? Because everyone's been really impressed, obviously, by the start to the season. Do you think they can not only maintain that, maybe even take it up a notch? No, I think they'll just be dying to get the squad back together, back into uh, weekend football now that Europe's out the way, finally. Yeah, that's true. I suppose that's another side of it as well, all Premiership action and a congested card as well, by the way. In the Premiership coming up Well thanks to Paul We'll find out That's the beauty of the rivalry You lot are too optimistic That's what Glasgow football lives on That sort of stuff Thank exactly. you uh, To Paul from Castle Milk And it's that time of the night already Beat the pundit With the Scottish Sun For the best football news And opinion online Thescottishsun.co.uk Slash football Cammy, it's come round again Is it here again? Is You're it? still the last person to lose for the pundits. You are. There has been no defeat since then. What's happening? Who's it was nearly twenty days ago, or is it twenty days ago? Something around that. Um, I've won twice since then. I think. I know, but you were so. Yeah. To be fair, you've you've done your part. But listener, I can't stress to you, listeners, how much we need a victory on the board. This is not good enough. The last thing I need to ruin my Christmas. Is to look at the smug pundits' faces when they win every night. Please come on here and put them in their place tonight. Cammy Bell was the last man to lose. You've got a chance. Hugh Evans, he's too distracted with his polo neck and his late taxi to the show because the trains are off. So this could be your night. 01419511025. Call us before seven and you could be playing Beat the Pundit next. Tackle the headlines. 01419511025. Clyde One Super Scoreboard.
We've got the small matter of France against Morocco in the World Cup semi-final We're obviously about to get on with our own real match of the evening uh, on Beat the Pundit But it hasn't passed us by, Hugh Keevans, a bit of congratulations Because you are in the World Cup final I know Argentina, forget Messi, all that nonsense It's you, they are your team in the Clyde One Super Scoreboard sweepstake I see this as the way ahead I see myself on a Saturday now Having a, a cup with bits of paper in it And I will pull out a result and I will read out that result for the first game featured on the programme Well I did say it last night and it feels worth repeating because you're here You cannot for the life of you predict a game And then somehow you're through to the final because someone else picked it for you yeah. Out of a hat, so that makes sense And right now France against Morocco Cami, it's you against producer Callum I've so been it's France, I'm delighted It's heating up in the World Cup sweepstake Anyway, we'll get back to that By the way Celtic fans, maybe you could... Um, uh, give us your, your final thoughts on Juranovic or anything else on the World Cup Or just the start of the domestic season Now would be a good time to do it uh, We'll get you on after this Beat the Pundit with the Scottish Sun For the best football news and opinion online Thescottishsun.co.uk slash football Right, come on then, it's Beat the Pundit time I am desperate I'm getting desperate for a listener victory It's been far too long And David is hopefully the man that's going to change it David and Solcoats, how's it going? Not bad, how's yourself? Not bad, David Are you looking forward to the start of the, the top flight again tomorrow? Um, yes Good, just warming up with a wee beat the pundit victory That's the idea, David, isn't it? Yeah. Um, good I, man, good man two, two, two for all against you Have you won before against you? Yeah, I have Whoa. Lovely, how long ago was that? Um, it was about a year ago, I think And um, I've, uh, and I've made the, the worst joke in radio about when My son was next to me And he called him Lucas Aid if he helped me <laughs> that sounds like a Hugh Keevans joke For what it's worth Anyway heads it is uh, David uh, Heads Well definitely David <laughs> sorry Heads it's Hugh and Tails It will be Cammy You've got your rematch Hugh Keevans be up. Time for revenge Retribution Call it what you want I'll give you some Clyde too Hugh Keevans So you can't hear us Bound to be something Christmassy At this time of year Right Cammy, you're going to need to step back from the mic Because you've taken your headphones off And I can hear the music coming through the mic That's what it is France have scored as well by the way uh, You'll be happy with that Cammy Bell France have taken the lead um, But anyway David, 30 seconds Answer as many as you can And pass if you don't know, okay? Yeah, let's go Right top man, let's go Your time starts now Name either player who's joint top scorer At this year's World Cup Messi Name any national side that Dick Advocat managed after Rangers. Holland. How many Portuguese players have played for Celtic this season? Three. Name the only St Mirren player who played at the World Cup. Uh, Bacchus. How many Scottish Premiership teams currently have a positive goal difference? Six. Name the first Scottish team Owen Coyle managed. Reef. Okay, let's bring back... Hugh Evans, can you hear us? I can Good, same set of questions Just to recap in case you missed it there France have taken the lead inside f- Six minutes uh, Against Morocco Hugh, same set of questions 30 seconds And those 30 seconds start now Name either player who's the joint top scorer At the World Cup um, Messi Name any national side that Dick Advocat managed After Rangers The Netherlands How many Portuguese players have played for Celtic this season? One Name the only St Mirren player Who played at the World Cup This year Keanu uh, Bacchus How many Scottish Premiership teams Currently have a positive Goal difference Four Name the first Scottish team Owen Coyle managed 
St. Johnston Okay, okay David, have you done the double or has he got revenge? I think he's uh, done me this time Oh no I'm desperate for the pundits to lose More de- I, I might need, be wrong We'll need to do some research Producer Callum This must be one of the longest Unbeaten runs for the pundits Making me sick uh, Either player who's joint top scorer uh, At the World Cup I had a bit of a, a nervous feeling there When I looked up and saw France had scored Because if it was Mbappe <laughs> He would be out in front on his own It wasn't him though uh, So you had the choice of Mbappe or Messi You both went Messi You're both right You both also Went Netherlands for Dick Advocat uh, you had the choice of various other countries South Korea, Belgium, Russia, Serbia, Iraq uh, And United Arab Emirates um, How many Portuguese players have played for Celtic? It is just Jota, I'm afraid David, so he's done you there He goes in front uh, Keanu Bacchus, you both got that For the St Mirren player who played at the World Cup So it's a good game, there's still only one in it um, I don't know what this says about the league I never really know how to interpret these things But there are only three teams with a positive goal difference um, Celtic Rangers and Aberdeen Furling off the top three uh, So none of you got that And I'm afraid David it is St Johnson Hugh Keevans and Owen Coyle They're old pals He was bound to get it So it is a 5-3 win For the milk tree man Hard lines <laughs> David thanks for playing All the best well, David Thank you Thank good, you Good man We'll need to get a decider Between you two at some point Tell me Unbeaten Unbeatable The pundits are unbeatable At the moment Well it's, it's, this is my lucky pony I shall never stop wearing it now I don't even think it's been close really In the last few days uh, And in fact did Gordon DL get a last minute winner last night I bet for him by his standards that's comfortable Because he usually makes it Makes heavier weather of it than that So come on right tomorrow I keep saying it tomorrow is the night um, those two dafties are back Wilson and DL You'll have a good chance So take the number down Give us a call at the same time uh, And we will get you on there So just to recap quickly um, Eight and a half gone now France one Morocco nil Cami it looks like you are on course To knock out Producer Callum from the sweepstake I know Morocco with a lot of praise from Various quarters for The way they've defended and so on uh, but this this kind of blows the plan open a bit, doesn't it? When you concede so early, concede very early. To be fair, it was a scrappy goal. It was a couple of deflections in there, a few shots from France, and it deflected in the in the path of the the French player, and then he's just tucked away. So it wasn't, listen, it wasn't vintage France. What we've seen in this tournament so far, and some of the goals have scored, but they'll absolutely take that because now they're in full control. As you say, Morocco need to change their their style a little bit and come out at some point. Yeah, Theo Hernandez was with the goal. Hugh Keevans, uh, yeah. are you are you going to be meeting Cami Bell in the final? Um, France doing it for you tonight. Oh, yeah, yeah, for sure. Uh, you know, not just because they've scored early, but Morocco are a strange team. You know, they, they, they've lost one goal. That was a known goal. Now it's two goals. Uh, they've only had six corners in the whole of the tournament so far. Six, seriously? Yeah. <laughs> so they're a strange lot. What is that? One a game? Oh. Is that uh, fact that they played seven games? Six? No, three. No, six isn't it the most, yeah. Anyway, I think in Antoine Griezmann and Mbappe and Giroud, there's just far too much going on for Morocco. They, they, they can't overcome this now. Yeah, this is their sixth game. Good save, though, from Hugo Lloris. They've given it a go, Morocco, to try and uh, get back in it. Let, we'll reflect on that a bit more later. In fact, we can look on Juranovic going out of the World Cup. Barisic as well, of course, but Juranovic played. Uh, from the beginning last night Let's take another call first though John is in Johnson What's your point tonight John? Hi Gordon Cammy Hugh How's it going? Um, 
Uh, thank you. Uh, just the, the previous call before the break, um, Celtic fan was saying about the, the positivity and the hype surrounding the potential upturning Rangers uh, form, possibly, um, with a new manager bounce, as you said. Now, my point of view, I see everything from all angles. My point of view, I'm a Celtic fan. My two best pals are Rangers fans, but if the, the games that were mentioned between now and the 2nd of January, Rangers win all those games, Celtic win their games, and then Celtic beat Rangers, they're 12 points behind. So, is that successful, having a run of four games and then maybe going further behind? Uh, that is a possibility, as, as all eventualities could well be. Well, the, the only way to respond to that, John, is to say, well, what if Rangers win all four? And win the old fun. That's what I'm saying. The, the, oh, uh, sorry, if they win their four games between now and then. Yeah, that's what he's saying. If they win, if they win all four, but then lose to Celtic, is that still considered a good start? That's what John sort of uh, means. Is no, it still considered no. successful? If Celtic mm. win all four between now and uh, the the game at Ibrox on the second of January, and Rangers win all four, uh, if Celtic go to Ibrox and win, that for Michael Beale is an awful. Turn of events because twelve points, he he loses the positivity. Uh, if Celtic have a twelve point lead and have gained the twelve point mm. lead by winning at Ibrox, it really is all over. And Michael Beale has a rebuild on his hands. At the same time, though, right? Let me let me spin it in a slightly different way. Mm-hmm. What's the first thing you're looking for Michael Beale to do? Improve Rangers, yeah. Rangers haven't won four games in a row this season They haven't won four league games in a row So if you can win four league games in a row They're already doing better than they have for the rest of the season They're on the right track, they're improving They then may come up against a Celtic team Who are just better than them on the night No shame in that Celtic are a very good team in case you hadn't noticed And they win the game That, Of course the 12 points then would be difficult to stomach But that would, that would still be a start that was heading in the right direction Would it not? In this place, based in, on the fact that they've not won four in a row this season, yeah, in this place in which we live, which is a place like no other, the public perception is on January 2 that's the league done, and Michael Beale then has to go away and come up with plan B for the season that follows. He can take as much time as he likes, he can do whatever he likes, but he won't, he won't catch up and better the 12 point gap between Celtic and Rangers. So that game is all important In psychological terms If Michael Beale were to lose that And Celtic went 12 points in front He's done mm-hmm. for the season He then has to build a team That's capable of starting yeah. the following season but, And yeah. taking over from don't, Celtic Don't get me wrong Cammy. The, the, the difficulty with comparing the start of the season You've got Champions League games That, that yep. s- sit in the middle of that and, and inevitably brought about defeats But even at that I think Rangers have maybe won four league games in a row once this season Certainly no more than that So if they were to do that But then follow up with a defeat to Celtic We are in major hypothetical territory here But yep. what, what, how, how would you consider that as a start? Um, listen I don't think it would be put down as a as a bad start um, I think I agree the league would be over John If, 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 if Rangers were to lose that game at Ibrox in the old firm game If they hypothetically won all their games up to them Both clubs um, But flip the coin and say If Rangers win that game The six point gap that would then stand 
It makes mm-hmm. the makes the league really much tighter. A six point gap isn't that much. And listen, Rangers and Celtic have got some difficult games coming up over this Christmas period, and they need to navigate that. It's such a busy period. Most weeks are playing Saturday, Tuesday, and and we've already spoke. Well, I, I've certainly spoke about Rangers. Obviously, Hibs at home, but then a difficult game away. Aberdeen, Celtic have got a difficult game away. Aberdeen, so they're not given that. Rangers and Celtic are going to go through this period unbeaten as well. You think Celtic do make it to the the game against Rangers unbeaten? Uh, in fact, having won them one. all, John. Well, the, the, again, as I say, everything's a, a possibility. Now, the, there was a guy speaking about the, the positivity, not not the Celtic. There was a previous call for for Rangers. Yeah. And you had said that uh, there's not been many, if, if at all, people from. Rangers fans coming on saying we are going to win the league, we're going to do this. There was a guy a couple of weeks ago who said, I want under Beal, win the three old fun games remaining and do a league and cup double. That's that's what he said. Um I don't know if you remember yeah, that. Yeah, I do remember I that one to be fair, but again I think that would be a when I said there hasn't been many I stand by that if that's the one if that was the one guy that that's has a done dream. It. That's a dream for a Rangers fan. That's the, yeah. and, and it's possible. I'm not Listen. sure he, I'm not sure he was predicting it as such as hoping for it, but anyway, um yeah, I, I think that, listen, Rangers are going to be, fans are going to be optimistic. It's a new manager, as you said, you get the new manager bounce, but listen, you might not. Hibs could be setting up to be really hard to beat tomorrow night. Listen, the proof's in the pudding. They need to get three points in all these games, building up to the old firm game. And Rangers, for me, need to win that old firm game. If they don't win it, mm-hmm. it's going to be really, really difficult um, going into the rest of the season to try and turn that around. But. It, Anything is possible in football What are you expecting from Celtic when we start back John? Well obviously I'm, I'm hoping for the best As the Rangers fans are hoping for the best uh, You want to be that quick start Two up after 40 minutes or whatever Just to give yourself a a, a good platform uh, But Celtic and Rangers have both dropped points this season To, to lesser teams or the other teams if, if, I don't like using that term But the other teams in the league so there's no doubt that there will be other fixtures that are banana skins. Uh, but even if, if if Celtic were to get beaten one of these games before the Old Firm game and then win the Old Firm game, it's back to nine points again. So all eventualities are there. But it would take a, an almighty effort for, for Rangers to overturn what's already a quite a substantial leap. Yeah, I think most would agree with that. Nine points is nine points. It's, it's a decent gap for sure. Um Look, Hugh, it's a bit early to do a detailed preview of, of Celtic's trip to Aberdeen Which doesn't come till Saturday um, Celtic's record there Is Decent Yeah I mean, they obviously they don't lose there very often I was looking at the, the recent ones They won their most recent visit But it was 3-2 You know, it was close The one before that was 2-1 So again, was close The one before that In fact, the two before that They drew Um and then again, to go back one even further, it was another 2-1. So they, they've they've got a good record, but they don't necessarily always get it all their own way at Pataudry. On the night you're talking about the 3-2 game, Celtic were 2 up and Aberdeen pulled it back to equality. And then a minute later... Jota, Jota away, didn't yeah, um, So you're right. Aberdeen away... And by the way, their their home record's really good. Aberdeen this season. I think they've won six in a row at home. And uh, you know, in Mayowski, they've got a natural goal scorer. You're coming out of a five week break. I would rather come out of a five week break playing Hibs at home than Aberdeen away. 
Celtic have a much harder restart to the season This is like two seasons in one And Celtic have a much harder restart On a ground where Of late They get by But they haven't had Any of those performances As can come along against other teams Where Celtic run riot So I'll summarise it simply by saying I'd rather come out of this break Playing Hibs at home than Aberdeen away Just generally Cammy Do you think you would have liked A break in November December? No Again it's not ideal For the players I don't think um, It'll be interesting To see how they react Again injuries How they've trained I know a lot of teams Have been away abroad And try to play friendlies But it's different They're not used to it um, The weather's going to Play a factor What we're feeling In Scotland at the moment um, But yeah Listen There's nothing to doubt Celtic Going um, out of this break Ange Postacoglu Has been working hard Behind the scenes um, He'll have his team ready I've very rarely Since he's came into the club Watched a Celtic team Who aren't ready When when the big occasions come So I would expect Celtic To come out the traps This weekend Win that game at Petrodri It's not going to be easy But I expect both teams To win their first games back That's why Celtic Have signed a Canadian Hugh Because you oh. know He won't be shocked At these temperatures That we're yeah. experiencing Now that he's here They've done their homework And thought This is low risk On the climate front From Rocky Mountains To Previously, previously coached by Gordon DL As we discovered last night wow. Outrageous Amazing Outrageous um, I must admit Thank you very much to John and Johnston Good time to call We'll get you on And a full time teaser next Tackle the headlines 01419511025 Clyde One Super Scoreboard Cammy Bell and Hugh Keevans Here at 01419511025 and you can tweet the show as well if you wish At Clyde SSB A score update from the World Cup 25 Gone France 1 Morocco 0 Olivier Giroud has also hit the post Hugh Keevans Does it look like yeah. France will be very much in the In the driving seat at this point Well Lloris has had one save for France um, And nothing else to do um, I have a feeling that if France can score a second goal Before the interval That will do it do you know what I'll do after this call I'll get Cammy Bell's thoughts on that penalty award last night Because the, I, I must admit I didn't even expect it to be a debate I thought it was a stonewaller And I wonder if Cammy Bell's going to be in the goalkeeper's union I'll find out in, in a minute But let's bring in Frank Because I don't want him to hang around for too long On fact, quickly Sorry, sorry, sorry Before we go Let me give you a teaser Because uh, you two need You two are hopeless at these right? You need as much time as possible uh, Mikey Burns says Since 07, 08 Ten players have scored for Rangers in Europe But they represent a non-European country So since 0708, ten 10 players have scored in Europe for Rangers But they represent a non-European country So Morelos Alfredo Morelos, yes Hugh uh, Too too far back, Canisia Yeah, yeah, 0708 what about kind of recent ones? We've played a lot of European games in recent seasons. Wow, it's not a great start, I must admit. Many did you say we've got to get? Ten. Ten, <laughs> okay. Give us time. We're, we're... Okay. Uh, let's bring in Frank, who's a Celtic fan on the line. What's your point tonight, Frank? Uh, I've actually got two points, Gordon. My first point is basically that um, undoubtedly Rangers will get a, a, a boost from the new manager. I think 99 out of 100 clubs that get a new manager get a a lift, initial lift. So mm-hmm. if they don't, then it's 
going to be a very, very strange situation if, if their performance doesn't improve tomorrow night and for the next few games. So that's a given. Um, and I think that in turn will, not that Ange for a second would let any of his players unfocus, but it will certainly refocus Celtic to uh, push on for the title. Um, any thoughts that may Rangers fans may have hoped for of complacency with a nine-point lead um, will be well and truly out the window. Um, and I think that in a strange way, it might work in Celtic's favour. Um, Mr. Bill coming to, to uh, Ibrox. First of all, on a matter of principle, you don't always get the bounce. Ange Postecoglou didn't bring the bounce in Celtic's first six games in the league under Ange Postecoglou. They lost three. It was I mean, only generally he he made them better and yeah yeah in the yeah, end there, I thereafter thereafter how long's a bounce would be the question yeah fair enough thereafter he he went thirty two games without defeat and deservedly won the title but Ange didn't get the bounce or didn't bring the bounce uh, but it's for Michael Beale uh, I think the point that Frank makes that obviously it refocuses minds uh, both in terms of the Rangers and Celtic supporters. We'll know tomorrow night if if Rangers beat Hibs as comfortably as I think they will, then the Celtic fans will spend the next forty hours thinking we had better win at Aberdeen. Uh, is that a possibility, Cammy? Because we often hear about the, the the idea that complacency is one of the only things that can not one of the only things, but one of the main things that can derail you. If you're Celtic or Rangers, like you're the massive favourite in pretty much every single domestic game you play. If you're already nine points clear, people may look at complacency as a possibility. Now, to be fair, Frank did acknowledge Ange Postecoglou probably doesn't strike you as the type that would allow it, but maybe it's just human nature. Maybe it can. If you feel like your rivals are getting better, might it give you a little G up? Yeah, listen. Yeah, uh, yes and no. I, I understand that point that if your rivals are getting better, you know there's there's a potential that if you do let complacency creep in, then that could be a factor that you might drop some points, and it becomes you don't want that nervousness to to come about. If you're Celtic at this moment in time, they're in complete control of the the league. It's 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 in their destiny of where this goes. I don't think, as you said, Gordon, that Ange Postecoglou does not let complacency creep into Celtic's um, sort of environment, I would say, and, and culture, because that's why he's built such a strong squad. And that that's one of the things, looking going into this um, small cluster of games that we've got coming up over Christmas, that they've got such a strong squad. If they're not performing, they've got three, four, five guys that can come on the pitch and have been doing it all season. They've, they've been hitting the ground running when they come on the pitch. So... No, no, listen, I don't think there'll be any complacency from, from Celtic uh, But I also expect Rangers to up their game And to start winning consistent games And, and trying to put the mm. pressure on Celtic Going into this old firm game Because that, ultimately that's all they can do What do you think, Frank? I think Jews uh, not quite um, been very uh, He's rather disingenuous to Ange Because he's missing the basic point That when Ange came, unlike 99% of clubs that new managers come into, he'd half a team and he had to run around trying to buy players to actually put a team in the park. So it's slightly difficult for you to get a bounce when you don't even have a team to get a bounce from. But I mean, to be yeah. fair, you did present the initial yeah, point, Frank, exactly. as if it was inevitable, irrespective of circumstance, that any new manager is 99 times out of 100, or whatever you said, going to cause an upturn. 
Yeah, it should have placed the caveat that you need a team first to get a bounce. If you've not got a team, then that's just like well. I can't deal with I can't deal with caveats unless you introduce the caveat. That's very true, Hugh. And, and, and the next time I will produce my caveat before my point. <laughs> right. Uh, but uh, my second point is it's, it's probably the biggest news. Uh, well, certainly in the last week, and I think one of the biggest news is parts pieces of news. It's. Um, took place uh, last week that has went completely and utterly uh, under the radar. Well, let's just say swept under the carpet, more likely. And that is that, and I think it has to be noted, I don't know why it's not been noted, but that finally um, the uh, official death knell was sounded on Rangers Football Club last Friday by HMRC. And I think this, that, you know, it has to be noted that Football club, football clubs who basically play fast and loose with their finances will go the way that Rangers went in 2012. And that final death knell on Friday of, of the club that started in 1872 has to be noted. And it has to be noted because it's a reminder to the whole of football that if you decide to go down a road that is basically illegal, it's not basically, it is actually illegal, then, and play with the finances of your club and of your fans in the way that Mr Murray did, then football clubs are extremely vulnerable. And it should be a warning the death of Rangers that that this sort of behaviour has to be watched very closely by our media who do nothing. What year do you think it will be, Hugh, where we... Don't get calls like this anymore I'm just curious And it's not You know Frank's more than welcome To call up and phone yeah. up But whatever he wants You know I'm happy to let him To, to say his piece uh, you We're get... now 10 years on yeah. I just, I'm just curious It's just a personal fascination of mine Until the end of time <laughs> That's how long you'll have to wait And maybe uh, a bit longer Yeah and you know uh, Rangers The HMRC decision I presume Rangers now have to Pay up um, but you know, again, Frank says the death knell of the club. Well, we'll know it's the death knell of the club if they don't turn up the second of January. Anyway, thank you, Frank. One four one nine five one one zero two five. Is that is there a card being brandished there? It's not a red, is it? I don't think so. Just a, a heavy challenge. A, a yellow card there for a Moroccan player, and I thought he'd a justifiable case for a penalty. Yeah, I'm not sure how that decision went the other way, I must admit But anyway, we're 33 in, it's France 1, Morocco 0 We've been trying to keep a bit of an eye on it Whilst doing some other things um, at the same time Morocco not out of this though, Cammy They're giving it a bit of a go France probably, as the cliche goes, need that second Yeah, they they need the second Morocco have opened up probably more than I've seen them in in other games Uh, They've been very defensive But again, the the scorelines made them have to to be a little bit more adventurous going forward They've had a couple of half chances But nothing major They'll need to up their game in the second half But also keep the door closed as well Because if France get that second one You would really think it's over um, Last night Hugh The Juranovic yeah. spotlight I guess Well it'll still be there It's playing this irrelevant third, fourth place playoff Can't believe they still have that um, uh, Barisic involved in the squad Not getting the game time that Juranovic is And this phone-in's been full of Celtic fans Delighted about his involvement And talking about 20 plus million pound fees Off the mm-hmm. back of it So essentially the journey's over um, I guess it, when it's all said and done it's, it's nothing but a positive for the player in, in Celtic overall 
I had an empty last night because my <laughs> my wife my wife and my daughter had gone off to see Eddie Reader in the Royal Concert Hall. So I did what all sensible people should do. I had the television on and Super Scoreboard on at the same time. And I listened to Gary Neville wax lyrical about uh, Josip Juranovic. Uh, and you know, they were paying tribute to him. And I thought at that point... This must be music to Celtic's ears because this will be doing his transfer value no harm whatsoever. I thought he defended poorly along with the other um, Croatian players when uh, Argentina got their second mm-hmm. goal. But by and large, he's had a very, very good World Cup. And you know, we've played the game. How much will Celtic get for him? Now we're fast approaching the date where we have to find out if... The optimism of the Celtic fans where that is concerned is justified by... The bids that come in. Oh, this is electric from France and Bappy oh. in behind. He just couldn't quite get it out of his feet for the finish. It was a brilliant move. Oh, oh. and somehow Giroud hits one past the post deliberately so he can lift his shirt up and show everyone his six pack in frustration. <laughs> I see right through that. That was that was, <laughs> that was calculated. That on a Saturday. <laughs> oh, I'm not sure, a long time ago. Um, anyway, 35 gone. Um, yeah, Cami, I don't think. And this is not Josip Juranovic's fault I'm talking about the way the game went Like Argentina yep. won Won comfortably So last night probably didn't Add anything extra To, to the transfer fee as, as we were speculating about But the fact remains World Cup semi-finalist Played every game And now comes back to Assess what is next You see It doesn't add any value It probably does I just meant in terms yeah, of It's not like, like he's gone performance, and, and Because yeah, the full Croatia team Was yeah. was off it weren't Yeah they? again But again Playing as you just mentioned Playing in a semi-final For me Ups your value um, And the fact that he's played Every single game for Croatia He's, he's now there Right back Definitely going forward he, he, he He's at a, an age That he'll probably play The next sort of Seven years Six, seven years for Croatia If he can keep his form up um, And of course there's going to be bids coming in for him In January And it's just about where Celtic sees value They're under absolutely no pressure to sell him To anybody on the cheap Because he's got such a long term contract um, But again, they've protected themselves By bringing Alistair Johnston in Probably knowing that the right price will come Whatever the right price is for them uh, what did you make of that last night? That Argentina number 10 He looks like he's got a bit of a future in the game doesn't he? Well that's going to add to the uh, the flavour of the game on Sunday Because I expect France to be there uh, And you're then talking about the the older generation In the in the form of Lido Messi Versus tomorrow's superstar Kylian Mbappe uh, It would just be a great occasion um, People say that Messi will not be able to be Regarded in the same way as Diego Maradona, Pele, uh, because he hasn't won a World Cup. So there's another subplot to Sunday's match. Uh, I think the world, literally, would be waiting to see France versus Argentina. Uh, right, Cami, last night we watched the first half in here. Yep. Uh, I saw Argentina get a penalty. I thought, oh, that's a stonewaller. No bother. He'll head up the road. Drove home at half time to find out that the pundits in the ITV studio had got themselves in all sorts of, of distress, complaining about how terrible a decision it was because what else is the goalkeeper supposed to do? Are you defending your fellow goalkeeper here? Uh, no. Listen, I can see both points of the argument, to be honest. But I, again, for me, I, I do think it's a penalty Even watching it oh, back good. again Right you've given me faith I, then I, I, I think it is a penalty um, 
but I can kind of see where they were coming from for a small period, and then I looked and I thought, Do you know what, it, it's still the the contact. The goalkeeper repositions his body. I genuinely couldn't believe, like I say here, because I missed it because I drove, I drove yeah. home at that precise moment, then sort of caught up. I did not expect a debate I'm, on that penalty. I'm like yet. you. When I first seen it, I thought penalty all day, and then when I started to see it back, I started to doubt myself. But I don't know if that was purely on the. Listening to the pundits the, the, at half time The goalkeeper repositions his body In order to make contact with the player And bring him down I think Gary Neville at times Suffers from If I say it, it must be true And it's not Gary mm. I mean there's a, there's a cynical side here And usually I'd leave this stuff to you I, I did wonder how that How said panel uh, would have reacted if Harry Kane had been on the receiving end of that challenge. There would oh. have been calls for NATO intervention <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. at that point. At the very uh, least, <laughs> so things have things have moved on slightly since the weekend. It would and appear the the, 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 the the TV channel bring in a professional referee to assess these matters, and Gary Neville savaged them. Uh, you know, to be fair, he is usually not easy to agree with, but I think it, a lot of people did last night. What's the goalie supposed to do? Um, Win the ball Yeah Would be a good That's a good answer Anyway uh, 39 gone In the other semi-final France won Morocco nil Do you know what It was all good stories Remaining anyway Cami, If you look at Obviously If Argentina gone and win it It's messy Yep If Morocco somehow gone and do it My goodness The history making for that Part of the footballing world If France go on and do it What are they the first men's team To retain a World Cup since Brazil In the early 60s Late 50s uh, Early the, 60s 80s I think mm, don't think so Just wanted uh, to check Yeah I think it's further back than that it, Listen it's a, it's a No 58, um, 58 and 62 That's how far oh. back you need to go to find someone And again Retaining Sweden and Chile A World 58 Cup. Sweden 62 Chile So that'd be quite something from but France Listen like France have got key players missing yeah, to their squad Six of them Incredible So what Didier Deschamps is doing there and for the national team and he's took a little bit of criticism over his time as well that he's been in there um, I, I think it's going to be if it is France and Argentina it's going to be an unbelievable final because you've got listen Messi everyone wants to see Messi I want him to win it purely for for him as a player oh, he's run last night against it's, it's incredible. a guy half his age not quite but you know what I'm saying for dramatic effect one of the you know best up and coming defenders in the world shrugs him off twice his size shrugs him off as if he's not there it, again and again but it just shows his, his, his core strength that he's got he, he, he's, that ball just seems as if it just sticks to his foot it's so so brilliant to watch and yeah, it's mesmerising at times. It's, it's, he, he fully deserves to win a World Cup for me. How are you faring with this teaser we're looking for? Since 0708, 10 players have scored for Rangers in European competition, but they represent a country from outside of Europe. Mikey sent it in, so thanks to Mikey. He's now tweeted me uh, to say that it's from the group stages onwards. He says he included that in the initial question, but I must admit, okay, Mikey, I, I don't see it, but I won't hold it against you. Um, right, I, I've got some names here. Aribo. Yes, well done. Um, Bassi, did he... Elvin Bassi did not oh. actually. No. What nationality is Kamara? He's finished. Finish. So Balogun. No jokes there, please. Yes. Oh, there we go. Demarcus Beasley. <sighs> no, no, not quite. Okay. He must have just dropped out of that time frame. That's free me then. Okay, I'll give you thinking time. We'll get the rest of the answers next and more calls. Get them in. Number one for football in Glasgow and the West. 
Into the final part of tonight's Clyde 1 Super Scoreboard It's approaching half-time in the World Cup semi-final France won Morocco nil, uh, But Morocco giving it a right good go As they say, an overhead kick that hit the post a moment or two ago Hugh, it would have been a spectacular uh, equaliser and, and maybe there's a bit of life left in this one Yeah, I mean, e- even in the World Cup semi-final 1-0 uh, is a slender and unpredictable lead And uh, Morocco almost brought producer Callum off his seat there because he's got them in the sweep uh, but th- th- they were very unfortunate wonderful overhead kick hit the post uh, right we'll keep an eye on that one I don't think much else will happen at the end of this first half there is a, another set piece for Morocco to maybe snatch something how are you two faring right. on this teaser let me just quickly remind people how the teaser works I always love the format because you send the questions and the pundits tear their hair out trying to come up with the answers uh, so it's always a good end uh, to the show Mikey got in touch Via email Fulltime At Clyde1.com That's how you do it And he says Can you name The 10 Rangers players Who've scored in Europe Since 07-08 But represent A non-European country um, We're talking like Group stages onwards here So you've got Morelos Aribo And Balogun I'm going to hit you With a military man Hat trick here From the land of Joni Mitchell And Leonard Cohen <laughs> Scott Arfield Canada I mean I think he's from like Livingston or Bathgate or something But I take your point He does of course represent um, From the Canada. land of Bob Marley Kamar Roof Jamaica <laughs> yes, yes. Well done And I've no idea which musical person comes from El Hadjouf's country But El Hadjouf From Senegal Now you've lost me there as well One, two, three, four, five, six Cammy, any others? <sighs> no. You just stolen them all? Yep, no um, No I'm stolen Right, okay Four to go Four to get I'll give you the wee clue They're all Back a bit They're, right, they're, okay. all, they're all At the start of that time frame um, Anyway let's bring in John Who's a Celtic fan on the line See what he has for us tonight John take it away Hi Hugh Cammy And Gordon Thanks for taking my call Pleasure What point have you got For the guys tonight then Couple of points But the first one being um, There's talk Hugh And on some of the Celtic blogs Obviously Moussa Dembele He's going about his contract Right At the end of the season Do you think Ange would take the chance on him Maybe he's the missing link Because obviously the chances We created in Europe this year And we just didn't take them now He's a guy that would be More than more than willing to take them Not I mean More than able Sorry so, no, this, What I would say to you John There's no downside To signing Moussa Dembele For me uh, However Although he's out of contract You know He's been playing uh, In France's top division you would think there would be interest in him from other clubs in France. You'd also have to factor in the kind of money wanting wages, etc., etc. Uh, but if Celtic could make it happen, then I would see no reason to doubt the wisdom of the move. I take it, John. Would you? There wouldn't be many Celtic fans against that, would there? No, take him a minute. As you say, as when he first came, obviously under Brendan Rodgers. I mean, he's a, a player that would fit into Angie's his work rate. He's, he's a, his work rate's brilliant as well, you know what I mean? I think he would actually be a brilliant sign. And obviously, he's a top quality striker. To, uh, you know I mean, these chances, I think he was here this year, we'd have maybe, maybe went have been a second, but they've got a third place. But you know I mean, the chances we created, as we know. But another point, sure, I was going to make. Well, hold on, I think that's a, that's a good discussion, John. Don't you worry, don't leave it there. Let's get Cammy's thoughts. Look, the, the, the idea. 
The idea all along I think Cammy was for Moussa Dembele to go and get another big move after Leon Celtic get this big money uh, sell on fee Maybe his career's not quite kicked on to that extent It'd be quite something if Celtic went to try and, and get him back But do you, really, do you realistically, easy for me to say, see it happening? Um, I think finances will dictate I, I'm pretty sure there'll be clubs out there in Europe That'll offer him incredible wages um, Probably more, that Celtic, more than Celtic can offer at this moment in time But ultimately it'll be where he wants to, to play his football up Was he happy enough when he was at Celtic? It seemed that way He was playing good football, scoring a lot of goals um, Celtic will be looking to probably give him the opportunity to play in Champions League football And Listen, if it worked for, for both parties I think it's a fantastic signing If they can get it over the line um, He might just be that guy That they need to put the ball in the back of the net In these European games Because um, John's right they, they created enough chances in the in the Champions League group stages To to probably do something in it and qualify um, But they didn't put them away And that's what hurt them ultimately um, I mean, Hugh Once you've sort of gone off into a decent level of of European domestic football and, and done well. I don't think Moussa Dembele's done badly. He's mm. just maybe now not doing well enough to get a, get a huge move. But if he's available for five million now, nothing, you know, pre contract down the line, he's still been operating at a level you would imagine that a, a few European clubs yeah. would. I saw, I saw Galatasaray, I think. Would you really like Man United? I mean, the, Ronaldo's gone. Yeah, is, uh, he, is he at that level now? I know there was talk a couple of years ago. Well, uh, I merely throw their name into mm. the mix To underline your point That uh, there might be other places That he would rather go Than return to Scotland I think he enjoyed playing for Celtic It, it finished in a kind of acrimonious way Brendan Rodgers more or less um, Loves tweeting about them as well He's big to, to, to remind everyone That he's a big Celtic supporter Yeah um, So he, he would be welcomed back by John and every other Celtic fan But I just think there are Arguably too many Barriers in the way uh, One would be the quality of club That would come in for him Bigger clubs in Europe uh, And the other would be Whether in his own mm. mind He thought it's a retrogressive step To go back to Scotland mm, We'll see uh, John very quickly If you've got a second point Can you make it snappy Nearly out of time please I just uh, you've just Obviously I'm a big Celtic fan You know But I've heard through the grapevine I'm, I'm quite good with some of the things that come on here I know a lot of guys Rangers fans and I've been told a lot of things with things but I've, I've heard that um, apparently Lyndon Dykes is going to be coming up here because obviously we played under Michael Beale I was just wanting to know what you think of that um, Well I, I would have no idea if he fits into Michael Beale's plans for the new Rangers um, again it would cost money Um and he does well at QPR. Uh, so would Rangers have it in their mind to spend that kind of money to get Lyndon Dykes? I truthfully mm -hmm. don't know. Uh, we'll leave it there, John. Thank you. You've got a couple more on this teaser. Mikey, who sent the question, sent me a tweet. He's added Beasley to your list. You should have had Beasley. So oh, yes. his apologies. It still means you've got four to get. Oh, can we not just take him? Rangers players from... Non-European countries that have scored in European competitions I've got so seven two, two names I, then. I don't know if they've scored um, Another American one, Moedu Yep, well done Did he? Mm -hmm. And Bagheera at the same time Yes, Whoa, well done we You've left out the Magic. two attacking players on the list as I'm, well I'm 
That's the surprise So round about They were in my era though uh, I played against them too so. Manchester era So I think he scored The quarter final This guy uh, Against Sporting Lisbon He represents French Guiana At the international level If that helps you at all which which will mean to you He's got a French sounding name Which you're always brilliant at pronouncing So I'm hoping you can get it Is it uh, Givash? No, 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 no Miles off on the time there Go on Darcheville? Yes Oh, Jean-Claude Oh, come on, give us the full Jean-Claude Darcheville Thank you And finally Hope Mark Wilson's turned off his radio Hope he's not listening It's his old oh, pal Oh, the, the, the fella uh, on, the, on the goal line no, 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 no. That's Sasa Papach, the guy that ragdolled Mark Wilson up and down the touchline one day in, a, in an old firm game. Just me that gets the reference. Yeah. Daniel Kuzan. Kuzan, oh. yes. All right, thank you, Cammy. Thank you, Hugh. Thanks for all your calls. Thanks for keeping us company. Back tomorrow, the Premiership's back as well. Make sure you join us from six. Callum Gallagher is up next.